Welcome to the Coast Down Podcast, presented by Pratt Miller. Pratt Miller, transforming what's possible. All right, everyone. Hey, look at that. Welcome to the Coast Down Podcast. You're only a minute late this time. I was actually here. You started it late. Not really, no. So uh, it is 1 <laughs> o'clock on Tuesday. 101. 101. Uh, what is it? My, my date, 20th. 20th. My went away. February 20th. February 20th. Uh, it is uh, sunny and cold outside, but uh, it's okay. Um, how are you doing? We haven't done this, we I think, since that. February 6th. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm excited to be back. Um, we are coming off of a rain-delay Daytona 500. Uh, that is the only thing that has gone on this past weekend. Uh, did you watch the race? I did. I watched um, caught 50 laps. Which, which 50? The last 50. Yeah. <clears throat> I watched a little bit before, um, but, but mainly the last 50. So I missed the first crash, which I'm kind of bummed about. What were your thoughts of what you saw the last 50? I thought, um, you know, 20 laps to go, it got pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty, yeah it was a good race yeah. with 20 to go. Yeah, it was, in my mind, it was the rock, uh, crash lap six, crash lap 10 to go, and that was it. There was just, it wasn't, it didn't grab me and hold me Yeah, warmly. Yeah, I can, yeah. when I had it on, you know, before the last 20 or so laps, it was, you know, just, you know, pretty uneventful. Uh-huh. You know, everyone's just waiting, really, right? Running laps and waiting for, for the big show. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, it got pretty pretty spicy uh, at the end there, which was good. It was good. It was fun to watch. So uh, there was a handful of times that the car behind pushed the car in the front and did not wreck. And the car wiggled pretty good and then straightened back out. Yep. So um, from an engineering set of eyeballs, do you think this car is built in a way where it needs to check the boxes it does to race at a super speedway where – it's not like a rocket ship. It's also not a rock. It does what it needs to do in traffic. The suck up looks fairly decent. You know, there's no none of the beach ball stuff. Yeah. yeah. But then there's also not a huge runs aren't made. Runs are made every once in a while, but it's not like the whole line comes and just yeah. steamrolls. Yeah. Do you think it from visually it's doing what it needs to do? Yeah, they're they're in a pretty good spot. I, I think the racing's pretty good. Um, yes, there's there's some pushing, but you're right. You can't. You can't push too much. Yeah. So it's 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 probably a right balance. Mm-hmm. Um, the consequences of not pushing well are, are pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you lowered them, then everyone would push and everyone would be frustrated that everyone's pushing each other, and yep. that's not what they want to see. So I I, I think it's probably about where where it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The the first wreck was. Um, on lap five, they went three wide on lap five, which seemed like a solid idea. <laughs> so, um, well, it's the first race of the the year. They're pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, it, you can't blame them. It looks that. like that could have been a bigger wreck than it was. Harrison yeah. Burton. There was a couple of cars that went down the grass and spun, and then went back up into the line of traffic. And Harrison Burton caught the the worst of that. Um, they got that cleaned up. Uh, obviously, uh, they had a ton of rain. I think on Sunday, I, I looked at the radar, and the only city I could see in florida visible without green over it was tallahassee the whole state had green covering it oh, wow um 
so that wreck wreck happened um and then they went quite a while until the 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 quote-unquote big one where it looked like the 48 got into the 24 the 24 got into the six the six made a right and took out pretty much half the field yeah that really cleaned cleaned off the track yeah, pretty well the six was running like the third yeah they were right, up, there. right up front yeah so um that was uh that was unfortunate uh but um, other than Blaney's wreck in the clash where he did a right turn into the wall that looked like the last time he got in a big rush, uh, wreck in Daytona, it looks like everyone kind of got away um, without any uh, major um, maybe bruised egos. But uh, no one got hurt, which is always good. Yeah. Um, so that was good to see. Um, Fox had a couple new overlays during the broadcasts which i thought were pretty helpful the ones that stick out in my mind were the um when they isolate a car to go through to the story tell of what happened they click the car and it looks like the sun shoots a ray down on top of the car so you can see which car they're talking about which i think visually helps mm. um and then i also thought it was interesting as they were coming off four down that short shoot towards the start finish line they superimposed um, hundred yard markers, hmm. and they can t- and so you can see because they always say they're going a football field a second. Yeah, yeah. So visually, you could see as they're clicking past those hundred yard markers how fast the tr- the cars were coming. Huh. Yeah, that's good. So, um, I mean, again, super easy. I'm not sure why they haven't done that in the past, but it, it I think it definitely added something. Right. You know, it didn't yeah. take away from anything. No, that's great. Yeah. Um, and then, so one thing, I just got a message on our Pratt Miller social media, and this is one message of about five or six that I've gotten in the last day. So yesterday, uh, the 24-hour Le Mans entry list came out. Yep. And it was a holiday yesterday, so uh, there was a ton of activity in the business world. But uh, once that came out, uh, we started getting some messages on our end. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would be worth um, us for this podcast for a brief moment to mention exactly what what the deal is. Yep. Um, and I already have a pre-programmed message. So the, the, the people that listen to this will get a little bit of a head start. So I have a pre-programmed yeah, message he- that, that comes out Thursday. <laughs> oh, okay. Basically saying that, you know, we're not going to be there. So... Well, asterisk, not yeah. be there, asterisk. So Pratt & Miller is not going to enter a team, uh, one car or two car, in the Le Mans 24 this year. However, we are the constructors of the Corvette Z06 GT3R. We build the cars. We build the car- Any Corvette you see, uh, Z06 today forward, we built. GT3.R, yep. There's six in the wild right now that are out of our control and they they're in the possession of their owners of their team owners uh one of those is tf sport that's right so tf sport is racing the full WEC season therefore they get an entry in le mans yep so there will be two corvettes in le mans we will have some staff there a support staff yep during the race but it's not going to be a pratt and miller team fielding pratt and miller race cars correct so but they're pratt and miller built cars like you said correct yep. but if those cars win the race tf sport gets the credit for the win as a team we yep. we pratt miller slash chevrolet will get the manufactured constructor constructor yep nod 
So um, there will be a, a test at the end of the season. <laughs> but uh, There'll be a test every every WAC race, actually. Yeah, we, uh, we have mentioned that news before it was official, then it yeah. was official, and since then. Uh, but I just want to make sure that uh, obviously people, not everyone knows. So I just wanted to make a statement that that's, that's what's going on. Yep. Yeah, so. we have two cars uh, full-time in IMSA. Um, that are Pratt Miller team cars. Yeah. And in, and in WEC, that we are supporting them from a constructor perspective. Right. And um, the so Kyle Millay, who is one of our team managers on the IMSA side, who was um, one of the chiefs um, in the WEC, when we raced in the WEC series, uh, he has been helping TF Sport on the support side now. Yep. He's been to Europe recently, I think within the last couple of weeks. Yep. So they had a test. Um, they had a test that he went out for. Yep. yep. And he, uh, we were, I don't know if you were there, but we were sitting down and he had nothing but positive things to say about the team, the way the cars were prepared. Um, you know, obviously we want to make a car that's as turnkey as possible, but when you, when you're a team and you buy a car, you still have to do a lot, a lot of prep yep. to get it uh, up to your standards and your team and your things on it. Uh, but he had a lot of very positive things to say about TF Sports. So I, I think we're going to have, we Corvette uh, are going to have a good as chance as any to, to win that uh, category again. Yep. No, I agree. So that was what I wanted to mention about Le Mans. Yeah, and and their debut, uh, the WEC series starts. Is it next weekend or the week after? I think it's it's coming up pretty close. Yeah, it's, I, I think it might be one more week. I'll look as we're talking. <coughs> Is that here. Uh, Bahrain? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I think they did a killer job with their paint scheme. We uh, we ha- we talked about ours. I mean, shit, we've we talked about ours for over a year more, uh, and um, we have a lot of equity in how our car looks, and we didn't necessarily want to deviate too far from that. And um, I think, although I don't I don't have any personal connection with TF Sport on the marketing side, but it, it you can tell from their paint scheme, I'm sure they pulled a lot of um, influence from some of our past paint schemes that we did in the in the uh, C8. Or I'm sorry, C7R days. But the cars look sharp. They look really, really good. Yep. So eight days from today. Eight days. Yep. All right. Um, okay, so that was um, that was all the racing that was on. There was more racing, but we're not going to talk about it because we don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> so, well, eight days is middle of the week next week. So it's, yeah, the race is whatever, the 2nd of March or whatever. Is it eight, six or eight hours or... Uh, I think it's 16 hours. Uh, we haven't talked about this, and I don't. I'm just going to bring it up because I'm shooting from the hip, and right, I'm right. And because I'm bringing it up, it's not because I want to do it. I'm just bringing it up for discussion. Is do we want to do a live stream for Le Mans? <laughs> <laughs> They're just put it on the table. Okay. I'm not, no, I'm not I'm, for or I'm, against. Just put it out there. All right. So here's here's the uh, off-track stuff that I have. I uh, actually have. Wait, I can't tell how long bit. this race is. I'm going to have to figure that out. Six, eight, or 12. I, didn't Ryan put something out recently? I don't know. I don't know. we got to figure this out. Um, 
NASCAR Full Speed on Netflix. Uh, it hit uh, top 10. I think it was number nine on um, Netflix's top 10 here in the States on February 7th. I think it got up to top six, if I remember correctly. And then uh, I was looking around on Netflix, I believe, Sunday, and I didn't see it. So it, it came and went on the top 10, um, which I, I don't. That's that's not a NASCAR thing. I just think that's the way. It's the nature of the piece on Netflix is people will usually watch the whole damn thing and then they're done with it, so they don't have to. So have you back. watched it? Are we going to talk about it? I watched it. Oh yeah, you were not here. Yeah, did you watch it? I'm through. Th- there's five episodes, right? Yeah. I'm through three. Oh god, three. Uh, three was probably the best I've seen so far. Yeah, I yeah. Th- I thought it was good, not so good. And then it got better as it got yeah, towards the end. Yeah, I thought Denny Hamlin and all that part was pretty interesting. Yep. And, and I thought um, Ryan Blaine was pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was good. Um, uh, Christian Horner, Jesus, Red Bull, Formula One. Um, so this has been happening over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he is under investigation now by Red Bull themselves for inappropriate behavior, uh, um, allegedly. Uh, Red Bull is investigating it. Uh, it sounds like they're close to coming to some sort of resolution. Uh, people, there's a fair amount of people in the F1 world that do not think he's going to hold on to his job after this. So that's interesting. Yeah, that'll be big. I mean, he's been there for a long time. Someone did comment on Twitter, wouldn't it be amazing if Gunther Steiner ended up back at Red Bull? <laughs> that would be fun. That would be. Uh, Celsius, the uh, energy drink sponsor. Do you drink Celsius? I do not. I tried it once. Nope, not for me. So, what was it the the flavor or how it made you made you feel or what? Why now? It's uh, it's the taste. The and, taste. And, and like yeah. a lot of people don't like the taste of Red Bull. At mm-hmm. least I, for me, I, I could. That's manageable. Mm-hmm. I just it's like that clear seltzer taste. I just I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then all those awful white claws and stuff. Oh, can't, can't do them. <laughs> Uh, so they have a deal with Ferrari. Uh, I guess they've had a deal with Ferrari, but it was only U.S. based. Now this new deal is global based. Oh wow! Based. Okay. And that, I didn't know that Celsius. Is big. Yeah, Celsius is based down in Florida, which I did not know. Um, they were on the 16 car in the Daytona 500, and they were on um, Tony's car in the truck race. Tony's truck. Uh, so Tony Breininger. I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong. We'll, we'll come to her in a sec. Okay. Um, uh, High V, uh, they do that awesome activation in Iowa for the double header for IndyCar, where they just totally take the track over. They have these double decker hospitality suites, and they have huge name acts come in and play over the the two day period. Uh, that contract with the track and IndyCar is coming to an end at the end of this year, and um, they are currently in discussions to do a similar activation within NASCAR. Oh, really? So yay for motorsports, mm. not so much for IndyCar. <laughs> Uh, so that's gonna suck if they don't if they stop doing. Have that. they said what uh, race event they're looking at yet? They have not. They just said they're in discussions with NASCAR to provide a similar activation. Yeah. So they're a big uh, Midwest. I think they're based not too far from the track, if yeah. I remember correctly. And so, they yeah. activate at uh, Iowa, right? Yes. So what's what's the closest NASCAR track? Nashville to there. Um, probably they're talking they're, they're talking about going back to Iowa for a cup race yeah so they that that might be a part of that negotiation is that if you if you bring the race back here we'll help blow it out of the water or Kansas is up that way too right 
I think so. Yep, Kansas is right by Iowa. Yeah, because the track is, I think, dead center in the state of Iowa, so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily near a border. Yeah, that would be the closest one. Um, uh, I use uh, Dropbox a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, they signed a deal with McLaren as a new sponsor. This is their first Formula One sponsorship. I, I think it's also might be their first motorsports, but definitely their first yeah, F1 I don't think, sponsorship. I don't think I've seen Dropbox and yeah. So they are partnering with McLaren. Hmm. Um, And then, so they had an image come out uh, maybe a week ago. Uh, It was NASCAR's most followed drivers on Instagram. Yeah. And um, uh, Tony uh, Breidinger. Breidinger? Yep. Came out of nowhere. Uh, Well, I, I, I knew the name and I knew, I knew that up and for, uh, up until a while, she was like a part-time driver. And I think Arca was maybe the top of, of where she netted out at. And, um, but she always had a pretty healthy social media following. She has two million, little over 2 million followers on, on Instagram. Keep oh, in yeah. mind, these are just Instagram only. Yeah. So the top NASCAR drivers in no particular series, um, Tony, Haley Deegan, 1.4 million, Bubba Wallace, 493,000, Chase Elliott, 479. Yeah. So it drops off steeply. Yeah, big time. And then to finish out the top 10, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Austin Dillon, and John Hunter Nemechek with 219,000. So um, I I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this. I think um, I the importance of any driver being on social media is, to me, it's almost like a 1B. You know, you have to be good behind the wheel. That's your 1A. And everything else is you need to be able to control and build your own platform and control messages. And then you can monetize your messages. And if your top uh, dude drivers are going to get walloped by two girls uh, just just because they're good-looking girls and, you know, they can kind of drive. I mean, the, the performance is what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about a performance. Did you look into that at all? Um, so... Uh, she has not raced a full season period. Uh, I think she's okay. Uh, no race wins. She survived the truck race this past weekend. And I think she fell out like on lap four for the Arca race in Daytona. It didn't sound like it was her problem. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, it's, I have, I have mixed feelings on this. I think if you're going to be any minority in racing series, um, you're going to get unfairly looked at. And a lot of people are going to like raise a lot of questions. Bubba Wallace is living through this right now. And I think 99.7% of that is totally unfair. And he, he tends to put a wall up and get a little lippy with people and, you know, might have a personality, but he's dealing with a lot of stuff. A lot of people don't have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a female is going to fall into that. Um, but you know, it's largely a male audience and it's girls on Instagram. Like, you know, it's let's not screw this up. So yeah. at one point, I think that they should have more people looking at them yeah. and wanting to see what they're doing. But at the second, on the other hand, it's like, are you, are you a qualified driver? Are you, because the, the perfect mix is both. Right, yeah. That's what everyone's after. Yeah. And I'm not sure if, he, like Haley Deegan, you know, her runway's, getting shorter and shorter I yeah think. yeah she's she's had her years yeah um to, to prove herself yeah um is is tony gonna make it should i hope so like um but i don't know as as a sport i'm looking at that like i'm going back to 
you know, Chase Elliott, who's been the most popular driver for, I think for the past six years. And like, bro, you got to turn a wick up here. Like you, I, I just think I this, agree. I agree with that. I think a lot of these guys are, are not, you know, quote unquote, pulling their weight in, in a modern yeah. day, um, entertainment platform. Yeah. We'll I call don't, it. Yeah. I have, I've never thought he was really entertaining. And if his name was Chase Williams, would he be as popular? Yeah. You know, probably not. Well, here's another angle on this. So racing is pretty unique that you can have this. Someone kind of underqualified, we'll call it, um, you know, get these opportunities because of, you know, connection, social Mm -hmm. uh, standing, whatever. Like in the NFL or the NBA or you can't do it. Yeah. You know, you first have to be, you have to cut it. Yeah. Right. I mean, hell, Michael Waltrip made a career out of it. <laughs> like his personality and yeah. his, you know, he, his personality walked into the room 10 minutes before he did. Right. So, um, so it's, it's half, half sport, half entertainment, <laughs> right? At least. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I thought that was interesting. They usually do that every year and it's fun to see how many people that they can gather up. Um, RTA, Jesus. So, um, obviously going into the biggest race of the year and having this deal not finalized yet, NASCAR and the RTA charter agreements, that's going to pull a lot of attention that probably neither side want to get out in the open. Yeah, so, so, I'm, so I'm clear the charters have, ex- have already expired or they're expiring end of this year? So the charter negotiation period has expired. Okay. December 31st. Yeah. So um, the charters themselves uh, expire in roughly a year, yep. 11 months, whatever it is. So they still have all of this year to negotiate something. Yep. Um, what an expired charter agreement now lets the teams do if they wanted to is go race in another series with no with no penalty. Got it. Because um, the period is closed. Yes. Yeah. What this allows them to do is if they if they wanted to show their hand without um, doing anything major like going and racing in another series, they can just not show up to a race, mm-hmm. which is already starting to be uh, talked about um, lightly. Uh, w- will that happen? I seriously doubt it. Yeah. Um, and And then the third option is they just take the deal on the table and just be done with it. So I don't know what the deal is. There is a deal on the table. Um, so Curtis Polk, he's a part of the ownership group for 2311. I have it here at the end. And he basically said um, they want to negotiate a deal. Uh, we want to make a deal. We are just looking for a fair deal. There is no give or take. Uh, we've been told this is all there is. There is uh, no flexibility. That's not a negotiation. So that's that was his comment this weekend based on the RTA. Hmm. So, um, you know, and I read all the comments, and we have nothing to do with this, but I still read all the comments. Is there any more uh, letters letters to the fans <laughs> uh, about handing it down to their next generation and all that? Uh, no, but it, I still think that there's probably uh, at least twenty five percent of the fans that that think the the charter system is awful. It's destroying the sport. Um, so there's 25% of the fans that don't know like what's going on. Um, and, and 
basically, I think the charter system is one of the best things that come out of the sport in the past 15 years. And it provides uh, value, guaranteed value for team owners who have been hemorrhaging money for years. And um, yeah, so it has been a while since you've been on this. So uh, uh, Jeff Gordon was on Dale Jr.'s podcast. Yeah. And he said out loud in public that Hendrick Motorsports hasn't made money in at least the last 10 years, which I totally believe. Um, and uh, I would I would probably stretch that comment to most every team. And he said that, uh, he also said that, you know, without that B2B play that they have with Hendrick Auto Group and being able to tie motorsports on top of that, they're able to come by sponsors easier than others. And he said with, and he said most teams don't have that. Right. So that's also something that they have to look out for yep. is the ability for teams without B2B deals to raise money. So um, I'm, I'm glad he got that out in the open. Um, I don't know if that was scripted or not, but um, I think people need to realize that, um, you know, this, this is a, a very expensive sport. You know, pick your series. It doesn't matter. It's all expensive. And um, this TV deal for NASCAR in particular, and from what I understand, the charter system, one of the few things that the teams want guaranteed is that this charter system is locked in. And I think NASCAR wants them to be locked in every five or 10 years and they, they renegotiate after that period. Right. And that seems to be the sticking point. Well, one, one of the two sticking points. Yeah. So, I mean, if with the charters worth as much as they are, you know, you can totally see why, why they think it's important to kind of lock, yep. lock it in. Cause if you're buying something for whatever, 30 million or whatever silly number they're selling for Yeah you don't want it to be worth zero the next day. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because NASCAR under its current structure, NASCAR could take the charter away and you have nothing. Yeah. So it can go to 30 to zero yep. based on overnight, based on the Francis. Yeah. Yep. Um, super scary. NASCAR is opening to participating in a days of thunder sequel. I thought that was interesting. Um, that could be very interesting. The first movie, whether you're hey, motorsports, sorry, fi- sorry yeah, just really quick. Um, do you know the annual revenue of Hendrick uh, Automotive Group? Uh, automotive Group? Yes. Um, I don't. Um, annual revenue, it's got to be, I don't know, one and a half? No, nope. $9.5 billion. Oh, wow. It's huh. an interesting number. That's a big, <laughs> it's a big number. That's a lot of cars. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Forbes, uh, Forbes evaluates the teams every once in a while, the NASCAR teams, and I think... Mm-hmm. I think Hendrick Motorsports was valued at like 350 or something not too long ago, which I think I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the yeah. day, uh, Days of Thunder. NASCAR is opening to doing that again and participating again. That first movie, you know, regardless of whether you like motorsports or not, it was done really well. Days of Thunder, yeah, oh, it's awesome, classic, it was entertaining. It was a classic, and people still quote that movie. Yeah, to it's fantastic. Day. Yep, I don't think there's been a better racing movie. Yep, do you? Days of Thunder, or um, not Days of Thunder, Talladega Nights. Yeah, I mean, I think Talladega Nights was um, as equal just in the comedy genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, Stroker Ace, that was before my time. Um, but yeah, that's those are the two that yeah. everyone still comments yeah. on. 
Um, the IndyCar season finale is still going to be in Nashville, but not on the on the city streets. They're moving it to the Super Speedway. Uh, they had uh, a scheduling issue with the construction of the Titan Stadium. Whether they're they're redoing it or I don't know. What oh, so so this year they moved it. Oh sure. wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Scott Borchetta, who is the CEO of Big Machine Records, is now moving into a uh, role that oversees the event. Uh, it sounds like there's a little bit of a shakeup with the executives that oversee that commission or that committee that oversees the race. Um, Scott, his office is a couple blocks from downtown. Um, he's a big mover and shaker in Nashville. And, uh, yeah, probably not the best look for IndyCar to change. Uh, you're coming up on, what is it, two or three weeks for your season starts. And your last race, your championship race is moving locations. Yeah. Not good. No, it's a little, a little um, late. MGM Resorts, um, their net revenue for 2023, take a guess. MGM Resorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it was up 5% from 2022. I don't know, $100 8800000000 billion net revenue. And they're uh, pointing to that plus 5% was the Formula One race. Really? Yep. Um, I was way off. Yeah, way off. NASCAR way full off. speed. Uh, Steve Phelps said on Netflix they could easily go for a second season. That's that seems to be a layup. Um, yeah. So five episodes. How many episodes? It's is is uh, Drive to Survive. Is it's it? more than five. Yeah. If not nine or ten, and that's that starts this Friday. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think um, my other critique. Would, I know we're kind of jumping back, but my other my other critique of the NASCAR version is um they really didn't develop deep meaningful plots right they kind of introduced you to the characters um you know and then played along but but there wasn't like deep meaningful plots like they have uh in drive to survive but i guess partly of that is because you know it's focused on the chase right or the playoffs is is what their their whole build up and the plot is right so they're all kind of the main plot is the playoffs and then these are like subplots of people's role in the playoffs right i also think that we are not the target audience because it was very elementary when it came to describing like when they would have the narrating people Mm -hmm. do the interview type questions it was very basic yeah i don't i don't think that was the wrong thing to do that's the right thing to do because obviously you're going to have a lot of new people that are taking it all in yeah need to understand what's going on yeah but, um, yeah, I, I still think there was too much on-track stuff and not enough Monday to Friday stuff. To me, that's just more, way more interesting. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sure it was a timing thing, but, you know, Ryan Blaney proposed his girlfriend in the offseason. I would have liked to have seen that. Right. That, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Everyone can identify with that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't... Um, I, I still point back to NASCAR Drivers 360 as being the best NASCAR shoulder programming, probably the best motorsport shoulder programming I've seen that came out in 2004-ish. Mm-hmm. And that was all shot here around town. And th- basically the episode ended when the green flag dropped. It was everything during the week leading up to. And they still have the majority. I mean, they're kind of bootleg, but a lot of the episodes are on YouTube now. It's not the best quality because it was back in the dinosaur ages. But it was very, very interesting. Hmm. And still my favorite, and I think he had it removed. My favorite episode was um, 
Dale Jr. signing autographs at some racetrack. I don't know which one it was. Uh And there was a really good-looking girl that came next to him, and and he signed something for her, and then she left. And he mentioned to a fan, he's like, hey, go get her number. And so the fan went off. Junior goes back in his hauler, shuts the rear doors, but then there's those two port windows that are tinted that everyone stands and looks. And he's all, there she is right there. And they started dating after that. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Um, but, yeah, I love seeing that stuff. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's, it's um, I think the fascination is that at the time, NASCAR drivers were so big and they were only getting bigger. Yeah. But this show also showed that they are way normal dudes, like super normal. Yeah, yeah. Almost nerdy normal. Yeah. So I think that dichotomy swing is what is fascinating for me, you know, to see them walk down. You know, once they put the fire suit on, it's like putting a cape on. But when you take it off and you and you put a beer in their hand, they're just everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So I think that back and forth is Yeah, really so you're right. Like, you know, F1 drivers like they they kind of have a lavish you know off track lifestyle yeah. where you know these other guys are driving their pickup trucks to Lowe's to whatever yep. you know and and it is different yeah yeah again it's and this is this speaks to all of marketing motorsports i think is you need to provide as many hooks for or as many entry points as you can for people to say oh I identify with that yeah. And that's the way in. Right. And then right. through all of those ports is you get to the main product on Sunday or whatever it is. Yeah. No, I like that. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, so several NASCAR teams in Daytona debuted a couple new things. Uh, a handful of teams had LED boards on the pit boxes. I yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And then there was six or seven teams that had like, I, I wouldn't say full-blown, but for NASCAR it's full-blown. Full-blown hospitality areas in the garage yeah that looks like fun so um you know at first i'm like the commercial the commercial approach of it is they're taking away money from the track in both instances yes and i thought is this like uh are they going rogue and just kind of doing this yeah and i i i text back and forth with a friend that was there and she said nope this was all approved yep they're going to do the paddock um, club, whatever you want to call them, things uh, like five or six races this year. Okay. And then the handful of pit boxes, obviously those are going to be throughout the year. Um, so the pit boxes. Um, so when, so the paddock club really quick. Yeah. So do, does every team get that option? or do Every you, team has the option from what it sounds like. Okay. And I think only six or seven teams took advantage of it. But they, uh, they have, I don't know which other races, but they've identified races where they can afford the space. Right. So if you have a, at least a two-car team, you'll get an extra spot an extra spot to, to okay. kind of create in the middle. And then you can do whatever you want. Uh, and then I also asked. Um, do you know what tracks they are? I do not know what tracks they are. Yeah. Okay. But if you serve packaged food and uh, packaged drinks, you're, you're on your own. But if you start mixing drinks or having real food, that's when the track needs to come in and you need to buy from their vendor. So that's, that's where the give and take is. Yeah, so just thinking about the tracks, um, you know, Las Vegas is a huge garage. It feels like you could park a thousand <laughs> race teams in there. Yes. So yeah. that's probably candidate. Yeah. And, and because it's Las Vegas, yep. that could be a really good one yep. for sure. So I think um, I would still point to track house. I don't know how which teams were pushing to make it happen, but they were the first ones to take their existing garage setup and really 
push the limits of what it was. And, you know, on the, on their back tailgate, on that back door, those two slider doors, what has always been, as long as I've known it is mirrored, uh, walls with logos on them. Uh, those are led boards and those have been led boards in their trucks for at least two years, I think. And, um, so they were the first ones to kind of innovate on that. And then I think, um, 2311 has come in and taken advantage of this new deal. And then, um, the pit boxes, they have, uh, led. So, um, the, the top of the pit box usually has two pieces that folds down when they pack it. And the, the left side that folds up, it becomes like a, it just used to be a hard wall, almost like mm-hmm. a half wall. And that has led on it as well. Uh, I think the rule is you can't have anything flashing during the race, but you can put graphics up there during the race that can change uh, throughout. So again, if I'm a track and I'm trying to sell the billboard in turn four, that is now taking away from my inventory, sellable inventory. Um, but I, I get it. You know, it's their, yeah. pr- it's, it's the team's property and ultimately it's TV's choice whether they show it on TV or not. So, right. So. Yeah. No, good, good for both. Yeah. The paddock club thing looks like fun. Yep. Um, so uh, when I read this, you probably know what I thought. Honda is talking with NASCAR about um, entering the sport. Um, uh, I think the exact quote was uh, talks are heating up. So, you know, you got to wonder, is this Honda using more leverage in IndyCar? Because they were kind of starting to make some statements yeah. to make IndyCar nervous. Um so I don't know. And could Honda get in the sport? Sure. I mean, that's, that's always been a, a question for many yeah. years. Well, what's, what's been swirling is there's several OEs poking around at all the options, right? Yeah. And what's interesting is, is like how, how much are these uh, racers pitching themselves, um, you know, in this approach? And, and so, and, and how that would go with, you know, your Honda and you're like, well, IndyCar's not doing what I'd like them to do, so what are my options elsewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. Um, I mean, again, yay for the sport, but if it, if it means Honda goes to one to leave the other, uh, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, there were TV ratings for uh, Daytona 500 qualifying, which was on a Wednesday night, and I'll be totally honest. I had no idea it was on Wednesday night. Um, Fox Sports One, they had 821,000 viewers, and I think that was a couple points up from years past. That's a that's a good number for qualifying. For yeah. qualifying, in the middle of the week at night, that's an excellent number. And on Valentine's Day. Yep. Um, F1 in the city of Las Vegas are still struggling. There's a lot of residents that don't want that thing coming back at all. Yeah. Not even to finish out a contract. Now there's even talks that the contract was never technically really signed, which. That doesn't shock me because I've heard that sanctioning agreements, even in NASCAR, don't usually go signed uh, until the the event is passed. So I thought that's been interesting. Yes. Um, uh, Chili's was on uh, Corey LaJoy's Spire Motorsports car. They did. They had a monster activation uh, for a Daytona 500 weekend. They were primary on the car. They bought media, um, uh, multiple pieces of media, from what I saw digital activation they had qr codes all over his car they were pushing their their top shelf margarita Mm. so i thought that was really good to see that um i mean the only thing that's kind of a bummer is i think it was a one and done like that was a daytona 500 only as opposed to kind of stretching it out throughout the the year but hopefully they did a good enough job the team did 
um, in working with them that they can go back to them maybe later in the summer and, and, and do something. Do some more, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the RTA invited NASCAR for a meeting on the 17th uh, when everyone was down in Daytona, but NASCAR did not show. Um, this was to talk about whatever. I'm sure, you know, continuing saga with the charters. Do you think the email ended up in a junk box? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, and I think NASCAR, I don't know if how official this statement was, but they want to, they're not against meeting, but they want to meet individually. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's the kiss of death if you're the NASCAR team owners. And if, if NASCAR is able to start piecing away teams to meet individually and maybe do little individual deals, uh, that's, that's probably not the best. So I, no. I, I think the RTA needs to stand strong together. And yeah, say, they do. Yeah. Yeah. The second that thing cracks, NASCAR gets the upper hand. Yep. And then, uh, Curtis's comment I read to you. Um, uh, so I wouldn't say the RTA has lawyered up, but, uh, one of the things coming out of the weekend is the RTA has hired an antitrust lawyer to help advise the situation. Yep. Um, so I forget the guy's name, but he worked on the landmark uh, college athletics case uh, that basically created the NIL, what we have today. And I think that started with Ed O'Bannon. He was the basketball player from UCLA, and he was one of the first ones to say, hey, they're using my likeness, my number in video games. They're making a shitload of money on video games. I get nothing. Yeah. So that's where it all started from. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to get good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, like I said, uh, Drive to Survive Season 6 starts this Friday. Yeah, that's exciting. And um, in the teaser... Well, it's not start. It drops. It isn't, drops. Isn't that what you call it? Yeah. It drops. And the the teaser actually has Max Verstappen in it, and I think he's playing tennis or pickleball or something. So he's finally in some of these episodes. So I think that's pretty funny that... He's, yeah, four years later, whatever it is. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Hey, so um, is that your list? That was my list. So you missed something really important this week. Probably. Female athletics. What what major milestone happened this week in female um, sports? Uh, Clark broke the record. Caitlin Clark. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a, that was NCAA male or female? Correct. Uh, a scoring title or was that a female scoring title? I think it was a female scoring title. Yeah. I um I have I don't I don't search out the games to watch her, but I watch all of the highlights on social media. Yeah. That chick is awesome. Yeah. She is yep. a, she is a robot, like yes. just uh Steph, very much Steph Curry ish. Yep. And, um, I, I like the, the last two points or three points she scored was on the logo on the school logo. And she, she called that out post game that she, it was going to be a logo shot to break the record. Yep. Um, and I think, uh, also I've heard that, uh, you know, if she goes, this is another thing in, in sports in general, that's backwards. But if she leaves Iowa, which she will, and she'll go in the WNBA, she'll make less money in the WNBA than she's making now. In college. Yeah. So now the question is, is she going to stay another season, play a player senior year? Yeah. Um, Cause she's got one more year of eligibility or is she going to go to WNBA? Yeah. I think she should stay in college. I think she should stay in college too. Yeah. I think, she, I think she will. There, there's no, there's no reason to. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's she's on a train that's like solid, and I don't. There's there's no reason. This is not like now. If this was the NBA or the NFL, and uh, like Zion Williamson's a perfect example. That guy was running people over at Duke, scoring at will, 
the games were great. They're fun to watch, and I have no connection to Duke, but I really liked watching all the highlights and stuff. But he was he had literally tens of millions of dollars waiting for him. So that's that. You know, I, I see why they 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 do that. Yeah. But in her situation, if she's going to leave school and make less money, and go to games that aren't sold out, yeah, I don't want to go do that. Yeah. Well, I bet you the first couple of years in the WNBA, she'll be a big deal and that'll draw draw yeah. a lot of fans who will follow her to WMB which will be super exciting yeah and good for them yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to bring up um I think her uh, first name is Dory with uh, the um the Iron Dames that were chasing us down the WC last year in mm-hmm. the Porsche mm-hmm. so she got picked up by the um the feeder the open wheel feeder series I think she's on the Mercedes team now F2 or whatever yeah so I um uh, I think all of those drivers, and I, she was, I mean, I'm not sure of the rating of, I think there's three or four, I think there's four of them for Le Mans. Uh, and I don't, I'm not sure if she was the highest rated driver, you know, whenever the rating system is. Yeah. She's 20. She's tiny, which tiny drivers are always great. Yeah. And so, open wheel cars. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would really love to see her make her way up the ladder and, and get to either F1 or IndyCar or something. Um, uh, because I, I think that would be awesome, and I, they were they were chasing us down and holding their position for hours. I mean, I remember watching that. Like shit, these they're going to make a run at it. Yeah, yeah. And we probably out teamed them, you know, because we had been to that race a hundred times before. Yeah. But they definitely had enough talent to hang with us and potentially beat us. Um, so I'm I'm I can't wait to watch her go. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. That was my list. Yeah, so uh, looking ahead, NASCAR, the NASCAR circus has begun. Atlanta so next weekend. Atlanta's next. Um, we are we're all like a month away from Sebring. Sebring, we're, yeah, yeah, we're still on uh, spring break or, or winter break, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I we haven't chatted in a while, but I... Uh, it's almost too, yeah, close to, close to a month away. A I wasn't less. paying attention to the schedule but after we race Sebring, it's like another month. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, there's, what, 12 races yeah. during the year. There's 12 <laughs> months in a year. <laughs> if I do a little quick math, that yeah. averages about a race a month. We'll take, so, take out December and uh, November. Yeah. Well, we had a bunch of people down in uh, the Rolex 24 from JLG. Uh, there is a post coming out today at 4. Um, that's going to be a coordinated post with Oshkosh Corporation and JLG um, highlighting uh, their trip. They had an amazing time. Um, we got some data back. The people they brought to the race has already spent some money, which is awesome. So um, we're going to shine a light on that. And then um, uh, Sebring is going to be the first platinum race for the Pratt & Motorsports Collective. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think we're going to have six people as of t- actually. I need to reach out to one more person. We could have eight, but six for sure. Um, Super so, fun. So they'll they'll we got them access in the paddock club, and uh, it'll be fun. Uh, we do not have a ton of customers coming down, although we do have a couple of folks from Oshkosh Corporation coming down for their uh, actually their sports car race for the first time for both of them. Although one is an is a motorsports fan, the other is not. This will be his first race period, so that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, social media is going great. Uh, thanks very much for everyone's comments. Uh, we had a uh, we had a post on President's Day. If um, if there was a 
Mount Rushmore of automotive events. Um, what, which events, which four events would you pick? Most people got that right, meaning that a lot of people commented on the drivers who would be on the Mount, Mar Mount Rushmore of drivers. But either way, I thought the, the answers were pretty good. And I think, uh, thankfully, the four that I would pick, uh, that was they were they were uh, quoted quite a bit. So that was that was entertaining to watch. Yep. Um, did you see that uh, Pelo is going to be racing Le Mans in the Cadillac? Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, uh, he's with uh, Earl, and then I forget their third, but that's the three in that car for the Cadillac. Yeah, three drivers. And then they, um, IndyCar, or I'm sorry, Ganassi released the DHL paint scheme like five or six hours from the Ferrari LMDH car, and they were both DHL-ish colors. Yeah, I just saw that, and I was yeah. looking at that, yeah. It's, uh, I think most of the people on the Ganassi thread were commenting positively. Other people were saying this is awful, but it's hard to make yellow and red work. I mean, you're flirting with Ronald McDonald right yes. there. Yes, so yes, agreed. It's tough. Good stuff. <laughs> I, I used to work with a designer on the cup side, and he was so nervous the second when we would debut one of his designs and whether people liked it or not. And yeah. if, if they didn't, oh, man, we just give them so much shit. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Thanks All right. for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Have, Have a good, a good one. rest of the week. All right, bye-bye.